It's Friday, and you've reached the Kelly Wenland Podcast. On today's podcast, we talk with John Berkner, Agile Evangelist and Coach, about how relevant methodologies are in today's world. This week's podcast is sponsored by Logisolve Consulting. Logisolve, we deliver. Also sponsored by i4 Marketplace, SAP, and Manufacturing Data Experts. Coming up next. 420 parts per billion Another glacier gone today But if you just accept your Lord and Savior It won't matter One, and we are live with John Berkner, Agile Coach, Kanban extraordinaire. John, how is your afternoon going? <laughs> it's doing well. It's going well, thanks. Now, I don't know if you're going to be able to guess this. You and I have at least two things in common. Can you guess what those two things are? There's more than two, but... Uh, we're musicians. Oh, you're, you're good. All uh, right. Uh, let me think here. Let me think. Uh, same age. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, we might be, but... Um, we're both friends with Pam Tezak. Oh, yeah. At least you're a friend on your friend on LinkedIn with her. Yeah, right. So I don't know if you know Pam well or not, but I'm I'm a friend of Pam's. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. If in if you're friends with Pam, that brings any person to a certain level of um, credibility in the world because Pam's such a wonderful person. Right. Right. <laughs> when, and I see you're a, you're a uh, McAllister grad, and then U of M. Carlson School of Management, but when when did you go to McAllister? Uh, you know, I uh, finished in '88, actually. Oh, okay. My cousin, uh, Doctor Ann Nooney, was a McAllister gal um, before she went off to med school. So, okay, um, that was that. You know, that's a, a great. I could never get into a school like McAllister. I went to a state college, but. Um, certainly knew was very aware about McAllister and my kids went to school just past there at St. Paul Academy for a, a number of years at the high school there. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. Neat. Did they? Yeah. yeah very, very okay. cool. So, um, jumping right in on, on what you do, um, you know, I see that you're, you're an agile coach, you're doing oh. agile coaching, uh, currently in, in Kanban too. Are those the the primary methodologies that you work with? Are there other methodologies that are out there currently? Well, you know, first of all, I would say um, I would I wouldn't use the word methodology. I would say methods, if you will, and frameworks. Um, and so I do use um, uh, Safe Scale Agile Framework as one other. Uh, you know, you could say framework that's available. Of course, Scrum. Scrum is there. Scrum. Some people say Scrum methodology, if you will, but um, Scrum is also more of a more of an approach, if you will, for for uh, to, you know for taking an approach to different types of delivery. Um, typically, often, of course, in IT, but it's got applications across various, you know, most any discipline. To be honest, are there any methodologies or hybrids of methodologies that are better than others for delivering projects? Um, you know, I wouldn't say they're better. I would say um, it all starts with the organization and what their goals are, where they're at. Um, they all have, I would say, 
at least agile in common, you know, that uh, ways of working that allow teams um, and leaders to engage in ways that, you know, not so top down, but more collaboratively with feedback, you know, uh, pulling in or incorporating evolutionary change along the way so that uh, they all have that in common, but they all have it. They all have a different approach to it. I've been around a long time. Um, and so I've, I was around with, um, you know, six Sigma, I was around with method one. I, I, I've seen these different methodologies come and go. How different, how different is agile from, you know, six Sigma or method one or, you know, whatever's been the flavor of the day over the last 30 years. Well, you know, um, and I'm probably not saying anything new, um, depending on, on who's listening to this in some ways. But, you know, you could say IT and the approach to delivery, especially in, in software delivery, has really been an evolutionary process. And with method one, let's say we started with more of a waterfall. It was really pretty much a waterfall process. Right. And so. When we say waterfall, we mean, you know, there's a V model, if you will, where coming into one side, you know, you do it in phases. You get each of those phases done. So you start at the top, you get requirements done, you go into development, then you go down into testing um, and delivery. And then you come up the other side uh, where you're doing testing, uh, let's say system testing and then user acceptance testing. Well, the problem with that is, um, and and as as software as approaches, I should say, have matured, they realize, well, it doesn't make a lot of sense to do things in such a, a phased approach, especially when um, requirements change along the way. And if we look at the way projects are funded and and what the value is delivered at the end, the problem with, with those old models, let's say with method one and the way that it's approached, A, it was very documentation heavy, I will say on the side. But the problem is that you've got a lot of um, requirements that are changing. The, the user hasn't seen the value until the very end. And so with these other methods, you you have a very, you have feedback loops, if you will, built into the in, into these frameworks, into these processes, right? And so the business sees the value much more quickly and also, business and IT have an opportunity to change uh, quickly, right? So they can pivot. In other words, if requirements change, you can pivot quickly, right? So the heart of iterative software delivery, agile delivery, is really, you know, it's collaborative. You've got uh, ongoing engagement with the business, and you, you have feedback ongoing. So you have an opportunity to, to pivot along the way. Uh, and you mentioned business requirements yep. and, and, you know, when I started in the business 30 years ago or whatever it's been now, Gardner would say that, you know, the majority of the projects that fail, fail because there's not clear business requirements. And then the number two reason is probably communication throughout the the uh, the team that's involved, business and IT. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at that time and for a long period until maybe 10 years ago that, the majority of projects still failed, you know, over 50% never were completed uh, and or were just put on a shelf. I haven't looked at the numbers recently from Gartner. My my gut sense is that it's slightly better and the majority of projects are probably completed today, but there's still a healthy minority of 
projects that never are completed. So pro- sure. pro- pro- I would say progress seems to be being made, um, but but it's not like, you know, gosh, we've went from, you know, 10% or 20% of the projects being completed and implemented, and now we're at 90%. It's probably closer to whatever, 60%, 70%. Is it still all about requirements? You know, it's a couple of things. Um, it's requirements. It's the ability, you know, in, to a large extent of the organization to engage its its teams, its staff, the way it looks at its staff. It's a, it's a way of working and allows that team, allows those programs. And it's not just at the lower team level, but it's really how do we engage collaboratively and, you know, A, let those teams um, engage, let those uh you know, the, the leadership and those teams engage in ways that they can change and they can adapt better processes through these various feedback, meth, you know, loops that are built in. Um, so requirements is one element of it. The fact that you're getting the business involved also along the way iteratively makes a huge difference in the outcome. Now you've got the business weighing in on it and saying, uh, you know, this is this works or this doesn't work. Um, you can get fast feedback. Um, you can pivot in that way um, where you couldn't. You know, you were waiting. This is what the problem is. You know, you're waiting for a long time in those old methods, and and you see the result at the end. And by the time you see the result, requirements have shifted and changed. You probably you know, uh, you're trying to incorporate that along the way, and it it becomes uh, you know a challenge uh, over budgets, for example, in many ways. I, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it because I, I certainly have a perspective on it. If you have to get a project done, are you more focused on the the individuals on the team or on the methodology? <laughs> well, it is the team, right? It's the team and it's, it's the outcome. You know, um, the team is, you know, engaging in a way that is going to deliver. And if it's not working, that team needs to be providing that feedback and you're going to get that feedback. Um, of course, there's different levels of maturity. Um, you know, you don't start out um, running out of the gates, but you know, there's no, there's no comparison. You're going to get results um, in ways that you're not going to get um, through other approaches, other, you know, prescribed approaches. When, when you're helping an organization with, methodology with the communication, which comes from methodology, making sure people speak the same language, all those, you know, kind of pieces that are are in, embedded in a methodology. Do you find it more effective to give classroom instruction to groups? Um, and these are usually big companies, right? We work with big companies, Fortune 1000 kind of companies. So, yeah. you know, do, do you get on webinars with 400 people or 200 people, or is it you jump into projects and help deliver based on in, in your at a grassroots level trying to get people to understand there is a better way you know a couple of things there one um what i would uh or what i typically do um in most cases would uh, you know be to engage that organization uh where are they at what are their objectives where are their pain points and so it really starts with management um getting management on board um understanding the pain points they have, um, and then engaging in ways to that allow that organization to adopt a new process. Now, typically, that's 
we're not looking at changing overnight, but it means a understanding the pain points and then starting to engage the the teams and saying, you know, let's baseline everybody at the same level of training, the basics, if you will, and then go from there. And we start to see results um, fairly quickly. Um, but you know, through those feedback loops, then you're able to to change, right? You're adopting, you know, what's working or not working. Um, there isn't a, you know. They're, the frameworks give you a framework, of course, to work with, but you're not, uh, you're, you're not, this isn't top down, do this or do that. Let's, let's see what's working and get that feedback and see what the result is. And, and that's, that's the, uh, the real benefit of it. John, you've had tremendous success at the, uh, at the different client sites um, and people speak very highly of you. I appreciate your time. Um, people can look you up on LinkedIn at John Berkner and, um, for all of the people out there, thanks for listening and have a great weekend. Thanks, John. Thank you, Kelly. Have a good day. You too. But if you just accept your Lord and Savior, it won't matter in a way. And Yeah, this people say we